Hi, my name's John Kasher and welcome to Cash Talk, where there'll be no boundaries and a lot of straight talk. All things money, business, and just everyday stuff. Hey guys, before we get started, just a quick reminder that all the information in this podcast is of a general nature and not tailored to your personal circumstances. So please seek personal financial advice before acting on this information. Hey everyone, and welcome to another uh, episode of Cash Talk. And today we're going to be speaking to a special guest, a recruitment specialist, Fabian Ruggieri from Reva Recruitment. Uh, We'll be speaking today about how to nail that next promotion to help you elevate your income. Obviously, it's one of the big levers that people can pull um, to help get them to where they need to get to. So, Fab, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, John. Uh, Pleasure to be on your podcast. Uh, We've known each other for a very long time from we the have, uh, local area of East Killor and now to running our own respective businesses and, and building media brands. It's been great to connect and, and thank you for having me on your podcast. No, that's that that's it, mate, and, and glad to have you on. I, um, I've been, you know, loving watching your journey. Obviously, um, we, we started in similar places and, you know, we've kind of ended up in two separate areas in regards to the profession. And that probably, Fab, leads me on to a little bit before we get started. Maybe just tell us a little bit about Reva, what Reva does and, and you know, how you kind of, you know, got to where you are now in, with Reva. Yeah, thanks, John. So Reva Recruitment is a financial services recruitment firm. We're based in Melbourne. We do recruitment all over Australia. Um, so when we talk about financial services, we do obviously financial planning, which is the area that, that you're in, John. Mm. Um, we also work in funds management. We do superannuation. Uh, and that's our primary focus. The business has been around for coming up to three years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, no better time to start a business than during a, a recession or a, a pandemic. Uh, creates mm-hmm. opportunity to learn and, and grow and take market share that people are leaving behind. Um, so that's what we do. We uh, have a, a growing quite quickly. Actually, we're bringing mm-hmm. on clients all the time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, building the business and planning to continue to continue growing across across the country. How I got to Reva Recruitment, that's a great question. I worked in financial planning, always passionate about helping people. Um, did that, ran investment portfolios for a private wealth firm, moved over to London, spent a couple of years there, um, which was great, worked in private banking and then came back and was looking for something a little bit different. I noticed when I worked in London that I spent 80% of my time getting to know people that I worked with and uh, just loved getting to know people and and helping yeah. people out so came back i had a very average experience with a recruitment consultant in melbourne and then i thought there's an opportunity and i'm going to take it so i worked for another organization and then um set up Reva recruitment like i said uh give or mm-hmm. take two and a half to three years ago so it's been uh, really enjoyable i love it um i'm also part of the afa committee as your um you know national uh seat mm-hmm. on that on that committee mm-hmm. which is great so really a part of the industry we're recruiting and um, planning on continue to build and, and grow the business. Yeah, awesome, mate. And great story and great story. And, and one of the reasons why, Fab, I wanted you to jump on this podcast as well too is that for people that aren't in the financial services industry, the financial services industry is, is pretty competitive in regards to, you know, being able to get promotions and get, you know, even that job that you want to nail. And um, it, it's one of the areas that's... Um, uh, you know, you need to be at your best to be able to do this. And and Fab, there's no better person in the profession than you to be able to kind of illustrate today for the viewers and the, for the listeners how they can do this and actually how they can get that promotion or get that new job. So 
What I want to start with, Fab, is just a question around, you know, what's the best way to start the conversation around a pay rise and a promotion? So, you know, people uh, might be sitting there going, you know, I'm working, but I should be getting paid more. Um, like, how do you start that conversation? Yeah, it's a great question. I think you just need to understand, well, what are you worth in the market? So you might think you're worth a lot of money, but, you know, and you're doing a great job and maybe you didn't get a pay rise. And, you know, we know inflation's at 6% and mm. if your wage is not going up, that means you're going backwards. So mm. the question, you need, to, you need to do your own market research, have a look online, have a look on Seek, see, you know, if you are a, you know, if you are a civil engineer, what's a civil engineer getting paid at, at other organisations? Uh, unemployment's at 3.5%. It's the lowest it's been in a very long time. Uh, we haven't seen much wage and we haven't seen wages go up so it's because uh, people aren't willing to have that discussion with their employer um so yeah. what you need to do is understand the market where the market's at maybe reach out to a recruiter and say hey this is what i'm doing at the moment i'm considering opportunities what's the market rate for someone with my skills okay mm -hmm. it gives you the information the collateral then to then have the confidence to have a conversation with your employer Okay. And when you do have that conversation and you know that, you know, you actually feel that you're worth a little bit more, you need to make it professional. It's not about by being by the coffee machine and be like, hey, John, you know, I'm doing a great job. You know, can can you look at my salary? And John's going to be like, ah, good one. Would you like sugar with your coffee? Right. So you need to make it professional. Um, you know, book in a meeting. If you feel you're worth more than what you're getting paid and you're worth a lot to the organisation, then book in a meeting with your with your boss. Schedule an interview, make it professional. Um, but before you, and when you do that, make sure you write down, well, what value have you added to the organisation? You're expected to do the responsibilities in your, in your, in your job position, like your day-to-day -day you're expected to do. What are you doing beyond that? Like, are you taking control of the social media aspect of the business? Are you working on projects? Are you, are you taking ownership of the change from one CRM system to another CRM system? What value are you adding beyond your day-to-day, -day? okay? Because that's mm. ultimately, and is there a monetary connect, uh, value to that? So, for mm. instance, if you created a new process which resulted in, you know, the average, um, you know, client having to, you know, sign three or four different documents and mm. you have saved the business, you know, 10 hours a week is doing that, well, what is the monetary value to that? And you don't have to be specific, but you need to make sure that sometimes as a business owner, you actually, you've got so much on your plate, you don't actually realise how much value some of your employees are doing. So you want your employees to actually bring that value and show you, wow, this person's great, this is what they've done. So you create a meeting um, mm -hmm. and then you have those points ready, but you don't go in and say, hey, I want to pay rise unless I'm leaving. Otherwise, mm. your employees are going to say, well, you're a, you're a, sorry, I don't know if I can swear, you're a yeah, D. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, yeah. maybe, you got, maybe we don't want you in the business. So mm. understand your value, but make it professional. Like, if you really want to work in that organisation, tell your boss. Say, I really want to work here. I really enjoy working here. I see my career here. Um, I feel that I'm probably getting underpaid based on what I've seen on the market. You know, I had a recruiter reach out to me. They gave me some insight into what the market's paying. This is what I'm, this, this is what I'm on. This is the value I've added to the organisation. I wanted to come to you first because I trust you. We've got a great relationship. I want to stay in the business, but I feel that I probably need to be remunerated more in line with market. And I wanted mm. to give you the opportunity or ask the opportunity to discuss that and just get your perspective. And it's a great it's a great thing that you've talked around, around the preparation that's leading up to this discussion, um, because I found that, you know, what I've seen is that people haven't been well prepared. And 
is that there needs to be the articulation of that value because like you said a lot of these business owners are extremely busy they're expecting what needs to be done usually if they're a good leader themselves and a good employer if it's exceptional value they'll see it but they won't necessarily see the granular stuff that you're really getting wins for them on and so preparation is, is is one of the keys that i heard there and that and that is something that needs to be done now um when you're in that promotion discussion and you are in that potentially trying to get that 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 elevation of that income um what are maybe some good things that they should ask the employer like one of the ones that i've, I've obviously uh, i've spoken about on the podcast before is around simply asking the employer for example what do you think i need to do to get to where market research is and having that open discussion around this is where market is this is where i am i think that i'm already here or what do you think it needs to take to get there um is there any other questions that you think are really good and powerful that people can you know take on board yeah that's great i think it's important you know do you have ask the question do you have any feedback for me how am I going? You know, am I exceeding expectations? Do I need to work on things? What do I need to do? And you're right, exactly right. What you said, John. Like, you know, you need to ask. You need to ask the the, the your boss about. You know, what are you doing, and, and how do you get to the next level? How do you get to the next stage? And there's no point in saying, well, you know, I know Bob who sits next to me, and he's earning ten grand more than me, and I do more work than him because that's not what employers want to hear. Right. They want to say, well, what can you add to the organize? What have you added and what can you add further to the organization? But I think it's really about, you know, your employer might ask you, well, what is the market paying? Okay, what is the market paying for what you're doing? And then you can say, well, actually, you know, someone from my role, three years of experience, that's done A, B, and C, you know, he's earning seventy-five thousand dollars. Now, I understand that you gave me opportunity in the organization, which I'm really grateful for, but this is what I've been able to do and this is what the market's paying. So, you know, I'm not expecting you to go, you know, pay me well overs, but I do expect to be paid in line with the market. And obviously I'm valuable, more valuable to this business than I'm another business because I know this business and I'm a part of this business. So I think that's really important. Just um, your, your boss might ask you, or maybe they'll do research or open up their eyes and they'll do research and they'll probably jump on seek and they'll say, you know, civil engineer three is experience. What are they getting paid? Okay. And then the mindset, well, I'm in recruitment. I know how much I charge employers to find someone. Um, and then you factor in training and development and then, you know, the time taken for that. So an, 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 org, an employer doesn't want to lose employees. Like it's actually a really big cost. It's cheaper to give someone a 10 or 15 K pay rise then it is to hire a new person. But so the 100, last thing you want to yeah, do is that, you know, recruiter calls you and says, hey, I've got another role. It's paying an extra 10 or 15 grand. And then you leave and take that job. When you don't actually know, we'll have the discussion with your employer first. You know, and if your employer says, no, we don't value you. You're only worth 50 grand. I don't care if someone's willing to pay you 70. Well, then if, some, if they're not willing to value you like the market is, then maybe it is time to consider another opportunity. And, and, and that's great, great insights and great to see the other side that maybe people don't think about as an employee is what's the cost to the, the employer as well too, okay? And most employers, like you said, exactly that. They want to keep their staff. They don't want turnover. It costs them so much. But there may come a point where 
like I say, the, the, the right person potentially is in the wrong seat, yeah? And the conversation hasn't gone your way, okay? You're in that interview, you've had that open discussion, it's got to the point where it's clear that the employer doesn't value you or doesn't think that you're at market um, the market rate where you think you're going to be. You think they are and you're now seeking for that for that new role, okay? So you've made your decision. You're not going to stay in this organisation. You're now going to open it up to other opportunities. So how can you, how can you one, prepare for that, that new employment, yeah? And how can you nail that next interview? Like, that's the other thing. People might be, like, tied up in an organisation for many years. They, they've never been in this situation before or they're not familiar with it because they don't change employers often, okay, which, you know, they'd hope they don't. Yeah, how do they how do they how do they approach that new employment scenario? Yeah, mate, that's that's great and, and great segue into talking about well, what happens if your employer doesn't want to pay you market rate, and there might be various reasons for that. They might not have the growth in the organisation. There might not be the profitability. They might not, you know, want to promote people, and that's and that's okay. So when you are looking, I think again we talk about understanding the market. You know, jumping on seek, having a look at the market. But what I think is most important is seek a specialist recruiter, you know, and someone that's going to give you honest feedback um, around where you're at in your career and what is, op- what is, what is possible for you. Um, so then once you've, once you've engaged a recruiter, specialist recruiter, have a chat to them, have a look on seek, see what else is out there. Now, when you get an opportunity to interview for a role, um, again, you said before, John, preparation is key. If you want to be successful, prepare, right? It's all, it's all in the preparation. So once you've prepared, by, by preparing what you do is when you're about to go for an interview, make sure you understand the company, okay? Don't go in blindfolded. Understand mm-hmm. the company. Well, what is their history? What are the values of that organisation? You know, who are the key employers? What's the board? You know, understand the interviewers. Look at their LinkedIn profile. Look at Try and look at their social media. Get a bit of a feel for who they are as people. Um, look at their, follow their social media. Do they have a LinkedIn profile? Do they have a podcast? Do they have... Mm-hmm. Start to get to understand the business and learn about the business and also any recent corporate activity. For instance, were they recently acquired? Did they recently merge? Did they sign up a massive new client? And as a result, they need to bring on new employees. So really understanding that. So by undertaking your research, you're not only better preparing for that interview, but you're better understanding whether or not this is the right organisation for you. You might do that research and realise, shit, these are, these are people, this is not an organisation that I want to work with. Their values are not aligned to my values. So it's one thing getting a bigger salary, but it's another thing actually being happy in that organisation and want to go into work every day and then work really hard to continue to grow and climb up that corporate ladder or, or continue to grow and maybe become a, a, a you know a, a partner in the firm. I was going to say, Fab, one of the biggest things that I've started to see a bit of a trend, and you'd have a greater insight with me, that a lot of people potentially aren't moving necessarily for pay or not significant pay differences. There's a lot in regards to, um, like, the people, the culture, the values of the organisation. Like, a lot of the interviews that we've been having with candidates in regards to filling our own roles, they've been very intrigued about the culture and the people that sits behind it because they're potentially coming from organisations, especially probably post-pandemic, where they feel that they're under like overworked, undervalued. They don't have that team environment. Um, are you seeing that trend as well to happen, where the, where it's really around like that unhappiness and that not being you know in that right team? 
Yeah, definitely. You know, 70% of people get their greatest connection through their working, their colleagues. Um, you know, you spend more time with your colleagues than you do with your family, with your friends, um, when you think about it. So, you know, do you, is it like if you're, and also well, what's the work-life balance? What's the flexibility? What is important? So salary is one factor and salary is really important. We need to live, we need to pay our bills, we need to pay our mortgage. You know, we need to make sure that we're on track with our financial advisor. Like that is really important. But also like there's no point in, like you, there's no point in working at an organisation where you get paid an extra 20 grand, but you're doing an extra 50% work. So if you're working 15 hours a day instead of eight hours a day, but you're getting paid an extra 20% salary but doing 50% work, if you work out the numbers per hour, you're probably not beneficial. So work out, well, what is what is the culture like? What is important? What is the values? And now, you know, especially the next generation, values are really important. Like what do you stand for as an organisation? You know, what, what commitment do you have to the community? What commitment do you have to your employees? Employees have choice. So if you can't offer that, you know, the aligned values, then you just, it doesn't matter how much you'll pay. You might pay someone, hundred, you know, 10 or 20 grand over, but mm-hmm. you realise that they'll leave pretty quickly. And if, you've yeah. got to be mindful as well. If someone's paying a higher salary, it's because they can't attract people with their other benefits that they add as an organisation. So that's something to yeah. be really mindful of as well. And, and that's, and that's, that's a, a great one. And, and for people looking to, you know, move ship or jump to another organisation, a lot of people fear, obviously, the grass not being greener on the other side. But, you know, really maybe making sure what Fab said around preparing to know the business, understand the leaders, understand the people that, you know, are driving the philosophies and the values that sit behind that organisation. Because ultimately, even if you jump ship, then you earn $1 more, you don't want to be working harder you want to be working, you know, in the environment, in the right culture, with the right people around you, supporting you for your career growth. And one of the big things that we focus on in our business very much is the well-being of our staff. One of our one of our staff that we've got, and we've got at the moment around 18, 19 employees, um, is to make sure that we're checking in on their well-being. You know, in, in most organisations, they people are working full on. You know, they're working, you know, not just they're not necessarily working long hours. It's just, a, I call it the rev meter, you know, they're revving all day. And so we need to be making sure that their physical and their mental well-being is, is, is where it needs to be. We're doing a business day on Friday, for example, Fab, and I've organised um, masseuses to come and they're giving all of my team kind of massages. And, you know, my staff came out to me and they're like, oh my gosh, John, I haven't had a massage in like five years. I haven't done this. And it's, it's these little things where we do this. And this is not for me just like, it's not a monetary thing. Obviously, these guys have monetary kind of, um, you know, KPIs and bonuses that they kind of reach. But these are the nice like things that it's nice to get together, have a business day, enjoy some lunch together, work at, you know, on the values and the culture and also have a little bit of well-being time as well. And I think the other thing as well, too, with the, the practice manager that does run this for our organisation, it's these also these regular check-ins to make sure that people aren't, you know, burning themselves out it's a it's a very very common thing in regards to burnout so if you're an employee looking for an employer what's your employer doing for also your well-being because like fab said you're spending a hell of a lot of time in this organization you don't want to end up getting paid say 20 grand more but your health is deteriorating your mental health is not deteriorating you're not you you know you're snappy at your family all of that stuff now yeah yeah, definitely, John. And, and that's why it's really important when you consider a role, maybe ask, the, well, and maybe we could talk about going into yeah. an interview, but mm-hmm. ask, you know, what is your employee value proposition? What do you offer other than a salary? 
Yeah, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a question. It's a question. It's questions that need to be asked, Fab. And I find that people don't prepare very well, obviously, as an employer myself. And let's, you know, let's flesh these out. You know, the well-being ones, definitely. What do they do after? What are some other questions that they should maybe be asking to get a little bit of extra insight? Because obviously, the probably the salary and the, the job description speaks for itself, but it's it's probably what's outside of that, isn't it? Yeah, it's well. I think the question is, as when you as an employer, I want to hire someone for the long term. I don't want to hire someone yeah. that's twelve months and leaves. So, as an as an employee, you want to know well, where is your role potentially going to be in the next three to five years? So that's a really good question. Where do you see me in this organisation in three to five years? And as an employer, then they're thinking, wow, this person wants to be in my organisation in three to five years. Okay, they're thinking long term. So that creates an opportunity for them to say, well, has that employ- has this employer, this company, actually thought about my career growth and my progression? Or have they not? Have they, or, they, or some might just say, oh, well, we just expect you to just keep doing the role. Yeah, Are you, you're coming in to fill a, you're coming in to fill a gap. Yeah, you're not really coming to grow with us. Yeah, and I hear like I speak to lots of businesses, and a lot of them say, "I just want someone to come in and do the job, and that's it." Yeah. And 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 that's okay for some people, right? Some people might have any other priorities. So if when they come in the work, they want to do their job and they want to go home, and that's mm-hmm. all right. But if you're someone that wants to grow their career and wants to maximize their earning potential then you want to make sure that you join an organisation that there is opportunity for growth and opportunity to maximise your earning potential. So I think that's a really important, important question to ask and mm-hmm. they'll be well received. And you'll, you'll see, you'll see by the response from the, the, the interviewer, whether or mm-hmm. not they see you in this organisation to grow with the organisation or they just see you to do a job and go home and no real, no real opportunity. And I think that's probably that, the most important question to ask. And does that, and then does that uh, the subsequent thing that you've got to think is once you hear that answer is does that align to you? You know, like Fab said, do you want to be in that job and do that job, go home and whatnot, or do you want to grow as well too? So it's not necessarily even if they do say and say, "No, nah, we just want you to do your job." Well, is that what you want? Yeah, or do you want a career a career out of this and grow out of this? And and that's where you've got to think about the answers that they're saying to you do they align with what you want to happen? And there's another one, for example, Fab, that I've been getting at, a, at the moment in regards to the interview is around the work from home arrangement. It's probably quite a topical one that we've been getting anyway because we are virtual. We work um, remotely. Uh, we do have business days where we catch up with you know our staff and we all kind of get together as a team. But, you know, we're predominantly working remotely. We do have like, you know, chat systems and regular meetings where we catch up with one another. But... In this new world of 2022 and probably where things are heading, what about things like that in regards to like work from home arrangements and stuff? Well, if you don't offer work from home, then you're not going to be competitive when considering employees. Okay. Now, at Reva Recruitment, we have sort of obviously because we meet lots of people in Mm -hmm. person. That's Mm -hmm. our job. We've got office on Collins Street. But Mm -hmm. we have a, you know, if you want to work from home two days a week, you choose the days Mm -hmm. you want to work from home. That's completely up Mm -hmm. to you. Uh, but the, the Charlotte and Mads who, who work at Reva Recruitment, they come in every day. Mm. So I'm like, well, can you just stay at home one day so at least I don't feel bad working from home one day? Yeah, but if yeah. you're not offering that, John, in this modern world, mm. then you're not going to be competitive in the marketplace. And I, you know, mm. I've, I've dealt with businesses. There are businesses out there that still mandate Monday to Friday in the office. Mm. Mm. And I'll tell you what, it makes life a lot harder to find them people. 
because mm-hmm. people and most people will come to work right mm-hmm. but having one day well i know personally having one mm-hmm. day where i could put my washing on and then jump mm-hmm. on the laptop or catch up on things where i'm not mm-hmm. getting distracted mm-hmm. um i can probably get through 40 percent more work in that day than if mm-hmm. i was to be in the office so i think having yeah. that flexibility is really important but also mm-hmm. it depends on the personality because mm-hmm. I'm an extrovert, John, you're an extrovert. You like mm-hmm. to be around people, depending mm-hmm. on your role. Like if your role, for instance, in the industry you work in, John, if you're a paraplanner mm-hmm. role, where you have to be really focused, you know, very mm-hmm. attention to detail, um, mm-hmm. you know, you're doing cash flows, etc. Mm-hmm. You probably need to be focused. So working from mm-hmm. home is probably good. It probably suits mm-hmm. that personality mm-hmm. better. It depends mm-hmm. on the job, right? Mm-hmm. And it depends on the individual. So some people work yeah. better in an environment where there's people around and other people work better in an environment where actually they're on their own, they're focused and they know they mm-hmm. can pop their earphones in, they can listen to some meditation music and they can mm-hmm. smash out that, you know, advice document for, for yeah. you know, for a client. And I think, I think from an employee's perspective or someone that's looking to get a role, working from home full time might be sexy or you might think that working full time in an office is what you want it to be like, that's what you're used to. I think, when you're looking to get another role, you've got to really find out in yourself what you work best in. Because remember, when we're talking about nailing your career and getting to where you get it getting to, there's no point of you being underproductive, lazy, not kind of getting where you need to get to. So also understand the business. Is that going to enable you from their work arrangement to allow you to kind of elevate to that next level? Exactly right. But also if you're working from home, it's it's... And there's a, it's interesting because if someone can do your job, mm-hmm. if you can do your job from home, then someone can do your job from anywhere in the world. I heard a, mm-hmm. a property uh, CEO say that. So I'm not mm-hmm. sure that's completely to, to the, you know, to the point, but I think it's, mm-hmm. it's important. If you want to get promoted, you actually, it's a lot about the social engagement. Okay. It's not all about how good your work is mm-hmm. and how, you know, how much work you get through. It's about, well, do people actually want to be around you? Do people yeah. want you to be a leader in the organisation? It's one mm-hmm. thing being a great practitioner, but are you? Mm-hmm. do you have the potential to step up and become a leader? And mm-hmm. if you want to work from home Monday to Friday, then mm-hmm. you're probably not someone that is naturally going to be a leader and wants to be a leader. You're someone that probably wants to do the job and do it really well and get mm-hmm. paid well for doing that, and that's great. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you want to actually build up your, you know, your, your, your relationships in the organization mm-hmm. and grow your career, I'd mm-hmm. suggest you, you know, you're in the office, you know, three mm-hmm. days a week and, you mm-hmm. know, any chance you can get, you're bumping into the CEO at the coffee machine mm-hmm. and saying, Hey, how was your weekend? You know, mm-hmm. did you watch Collingwood lose by point to Sydney? Unfortunately, I'm a Collingwood supporter <laughs> as well as you, John. But do you know what I mean? These are the things you want to do. And that's it. It's when you come to the table around promotions and they sit together mm-hmm. first, the, the person that will come to mind first are the people that, are in the office and are building personal relationships because that's what it's all about. Um, so yeah. if you're not in the office, you're not going to do that. You're not going to build those relationships. You might do well. You might get paid well. But you want to grow your career, you need to be seen. And that's what a lot of this, I think a lot of people during COVID think that, you know, they can they can get grow their career and just work from home. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, you've got to you've got to be you've got to be seen. I've seen I've seen elite practices use the virtual um, scenario and still get great results, but their virtual systems, which is not with everyone, is very tight. Um, they know each other intricately. They're very involved, and the leader is really kind of, you know, 
with them the whole time. I, I constantly refer to these leaders as captains and not coaches, okay? And this is where we spoke about before, about if you're interviewing, understanding the person that's leading the ship, it's very, very important that that's the case. Now, Fab, I've got two more questions, and I want to start with one of them is, why do you think some people simply fail in their career and subsequently obviously not elevate your, their income? I've unfortunately seen many people, they've got like, 10 years experience in the role, if we kind of backtrack their salary, it hasn't moved hardly in 10 years, and they're just not progressing, okay? When you speak to them, they'd love to, but they're just not. Why are they failing in that regard? I think some people are too loyal, and some people aren't willing to take risks. Get out of your comfort zone. If you worked in an organisation, you've been in the same role for three years, and you want to promote, you grow your career, have a chat to your boss about promotion. Where do you want to get to? You know, if you are a, I don't know, if you are a, a client services person, you want to become a financial advisor. Go mm -hmm. speak to John and say, hey, John, I want to be a financial advisor in five years. What mm -hmm. do I need to do to get there? Okay. Mm -hmm. And is it education? Mm -hmm. Right. Is it your ability to engage? Is it your writing skills? Right. Have a mentor that can help you train and develop you. But I think it's just get out of your comfort zone. You know, don't mm -hmm. necessarily need to be loyal to an organization. It's great. Loyalty is great. And, you know, as, a, as an employer, you love loyalty. But mm -hmm. if you can't grow your career in that organisation, it's okay to move on and go elsewhere. Mm -hmm. So be willing to to take that risk. And, yeah, it might not work. And that's great. Mm -hmm. You know, you learn something, mm -hmm. it might not work. And then maybe you'll think, I should never have left. But actually, you've learned something as well. Maybe the grass isn't greener, as you say. And maybe mm -hmm. that where you were is a great place. And maybe that's where mm -hmm. you capped. But if you want to keep growing, you need to be able to take risks, but also, you know, further your education, understand mm -hmm. your skills. If it's you find that maybe your your public speaking skills aren't great, maybe you look at mm -hmm. the course. But I think mm -hmm. it's really about just having, you know, speaking to your employer and ask them, well, how do I get to that next stage? What do I need to do? Because mm -hmm. there's, yeah, yeah, there's plenty of opportunities to, you know, educate yourself, whether it be through, you know, university or specialist course or you know linkedin learning or whatever it might be or mm -hmm. um, you know there's a, a thing called toastmasters for public speaking mm -hmm. which is free mm -hmm. so if you struggle mm -hmm. with public speaking and you need to do that to elevate your career go to that mm -hmm. you know be willing mm -hmm. to put yourself out there learn mm -hmm. but be open to feedback if someone mm -hmm. says oh you know if you know if i'm an employee of you john and i say hey mm -hmm. john what do i need to do to get to the next level you say, Fabian, well, you actually need to improve your communication skills. Mm -hmm. Don't then go say, oh, John doesn't know what he's talking about. So, mm -hmm. okay, that's great. I've got that feedback. John's telling me because he cares for me mm -hmm. and he wants me to improve. And what can I do to improve? So then in 12 months' time, once I've mm -hmm. improved my communications, I go back to John and say, hey, John, how are my communications? Have they improved? This is what yeah. I've done to try and improve them. And it gives you mm -hmm. the opportunity to reopen up that discussion about that promotion. Now, if, mm -hmm. if John, as an example, is not really has any intentions of, of promoting you, then you have to go and say, well, I need to look elsewhere. Okay, I need to go but elsewhere. You probably, I but you probably need to, you probably still need to still work on those things before you go seek that new employment. Like, I think this is the other one as well, too. Like, when you're in that role, if you have been in that role and you haven't seen progression, you haven't also shown that value for the employer usually to say, this person 
must not leave. I need to promote. I know, for example, my stars of the show, and I've got plenty of them, and they make me look really good. They get they get pay increases before they even ask me. Yeah, and and up until now, that has been the case. And the reason why that is the case is because we're constantly having check-ins. We've got these like these processes in place. I'm looking out for them, and I understand that people is the biggest thing that I've got behind me to get to where I need to get to. So I think these feedback things that you do get, if you're going to look for that new employer, look at them. Now, Fab, it's been a great session today and I want to really kind of leave the viewers and the listeners with a few golden nuggets, okay? Maybe two or three tips that we can leave them to advance their career, if it both be in promotion or looking for that new job, um, to ultimately advance their careers and subsequently probably earn more money along the way. So if you had just those two or three tips that we can leave them with, what would they be? I think most importantly, know where you want to get to. So at least you've got a path to get there. Mm-hmm. Have a mentor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have open discussions with your employer and be yeah. open to feedback. Mm-hmm. It's probably most important. Yeah. Um, what if, and, if, if you, and, and be willing to change. Be willing to take on. There's no point in me going to John and say, hey, John, what do I need to work on? Oh, you need to work on your public speaking skills. And then 12 months down the track and I haven't done nothing. Okay? If you're committed to growing your career and you want to earn more, put the work in. Don't say, oh, I've got, you know, I've got to play footy on the weekend or don't make excuses. If it's important to you, you'll make it happen. Yeah, and I think, and I think, Fab, and I'm very, you know, great you said that. And I think the other one as well too, and, and Fab maybe might not come out here and say this enough, but, you know, engaging with a recruitment specialist if you're really looking to kind of advance your career and take it to the next stage. And the main reason why I'm saying that is you may not be really good at nailing your career. Like you, that might not be, like I said, advancing it. You don't know what to say. You don't know how to prepare. You don't know all of this stuff. And you know, you could find yourself in that scenario where you've got all this information, you can go on seek, you can go on that, but you're still not nailing it. You know, obviously Fab's in financial services, but there is some great recruitment companies out there and really be working with them to try and advance your career and help you to nail all of this. Um, But Fab, I want to really thank you for jumping on today. It's been really good. There's some some really golden nuggets for people if they want to kind of get their promotions and obviously, um, you know, maybe nail that new job interview. Um, and ultimately to advance their careers and elevate their income. So thank you very much for jumping on Cash Talk. And, and mate, I'm going to have to have you around because there's a few other chats that I have about this. And so um, we'll have to get you on again. Yeah, awesome. Really appreciate it, John. And I've, um, you know, as a re recruitment, I've written some articles on this. So happy to share them as well um, if yeah. you'd, you'd like to share them with your, your audience. But really appreciate it. Love the chat. Always love chatting to you, John, um, doing some great things and, and keep up the good work. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. All right. Have a great one. Cheers, Fab. Cheers. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cash Talk. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to learn more about me, jump onto my Instagram at, at thejohncasher and you'll find me there or at my website at www.johncasher.com.au. Thanks for listening. Cheers.